Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. I really felt the Lord was here to heal amongst other things today. And I just, can I encourage you or invite you, if you've sensed any healing, if you received any healing during worship, would you put your hand up? You did? Beautiful. Is there anyone who, who didn't and who would like to be healed this morning? Debbie, come on up. Would you? Can, you set, can I pray for you where you are? Is that all right? I just, um, I just sense the Lord saying to pray. Um, sorry, I'm making your life difficult, Tim. So, Lord, we pray for your healing presence to come on Debbie now. In Jesus' name, we speak your kingdom to come in power. Lord, we speak to the sickness, we command it to go now in Jesus' name. Thank you for your healing power. Nothing is impossible for you. Thank you, Lord. Let it come. Can I invite you, if you would like prayer for healing, would you stand where you are? I know it's bold. I'm sorry, I don't want to embarrass you. I just sense this is what the Spirit's doing, and we want to go with that. If you're near somebody standing, will you just stretch out a hand, place a hand on them? And I just want you to simply pray, let your, let your kingdom come. Okay? We're just going to ask the Spirit to bring His kingdom. His kingdom flips our reality, turns it on its head. And so we speak to the sickness and we, we say wellness in the kingdom now. Healing in the kingdom now, in Jesus' name. We flip that reality now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Absolutely. Jesus' name. Bring your healing now. Bring your healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Guys, I just sense that's what the Spirit was doing. I, I feel like that's it's kind of like, that's enough. Sometimes he tells us to keep pushing in. There's going to be gremlins probably in the system this morning because I just feel the Lord doing something. Uh, can I encourage you? I was reminded this week that so often we pray and we, we don't behave. We don't, uh, we don't see immediately the, the, the thing that we've prayed for. But so often the Lord brings it. He just brings it in his own timing. And so we can go, oh, that didn't work. That's disappointing if we don't see healing straight away. He doesn't ask us to do that. He just asks us to pray and invite him to come and heal. And we leave the rest up to him. All right? So um, don't worry too much about that. Okay. Good morning. Hello. Happy Mother's Day. Um, Thank you, worship team, for leading us. That was just beautiful. It just floored me. Um, <clears throat> this, this morning we, we wanted to begin a series, we want to begin a, a new series looking 
at the, at the wildness of the Holy Spirit. And um, one of the reasons we felt that is because over this year, we've really felt the Lord challenging us to um, think about how we share Jesus with our friends and with our family, how we invite people to come and to hear about the good news of Jesus. How do we even talk to people about our faith? What does it look like to say, this is, I'm a Christian and this is what it is? And, we, and we've been thinking a little bit about that, uh, how there is a constant challenge and encouragement for us as a church to continue to, to press into that. And we're excited uh, having the Alpha course starting tomorrow evening um, for eight weeks. And, and we've got about 20 people signed up to that at the moment. And so that's just lovely. And, and we can see God starting to do, you know, our heart is that we would do another one of those later in the year. And that this is something, whether it be Alpha or whether it be something else, but it's something that we make room for as a church, is, is inviting people into something that they can go, oh, so this is who Jesus is. But you know, one of the challenges also that comes with that, can I grab that water? Is that right? One of the challenges that comes with that is being, uh, at the same time, a people that press in to the the things of God that sometimes are uncomfortable or a bit weird. Because, you know, what? When we, when we share our faith with our friends or with our family or people who we think, oh, I'm not sure what you think about this, the temptation is we want to neatly package that up. We want to say, well, this is, this is what we believe and this is what you're going to experience and I can invite you along to church and hopefully it will be safe and the weird person at the back won't do that weird thing they do or the preacher won't <laughs> do what I did or whatever. You know, like something, it would just be fairly safe. But God doesn't really give us that option. He actually invites us into a journey that is far from safe and um, is often quite confronting and a bit weird at times. And, you know, one of the reasons we're wanting to do this series is because we want to keep both the Word and the Spirit on 10, you know, out of 10. Like, we want to ride up to 11 on the volume, if you like. Like, right up. We, we don't want to back off either of those. And... and um, and that's what we're, we're going to, so we're going to look over the next four weeks at how do we do that w- walking in the Spirit? How do we uh, cultivate a place in our own hearts, in our lives, and in, as a community in the church for the things of the Spirit? How do we, we're going to look at once again, how do we pray for healing? How do we believe for healing? How do we see that come? How do we exercise prophecy? How do we what do we do when we, when we need to exercise deliverance? Because that's something that Jesus did. And, you know, and, and, and how do we pray in the Spirit? So those are some of the things that we're going to look at. But this morning, I just felt like we needed to begin with looking at the very character, the, the very personality, if you like, or the nature of this Holy Spirit that we, we are wanting to lean into and walk with. Um, so, will you turn with me? We're going to look at John 3. I should have grabbed a Bible. Thank you. I'm... We're going to look at John 3, and we're going to start in the beginning of John 3, but I, I just want to focus on verses 3 to 5. Um, and the, yeah, there we go. The words are coming up behind us. 
So, um, so the first few verses, just as a bit of a context, um, there, there was a man, now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. And so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So I'd like us to look at it firstly at who is the Spirit. And Jesus uses, if we can just have the, that last set of verses up, that would be great. Jesus uses a picture uh, the next one, if we can. So this is, we're looking at verses 5 through to 8. Jesus uses a picture of the wind. In fact, the word that he uses here is, is both translated spirit and wind. Okay? And he uses this picture of the wind to describe the way in which the spirit works. So like the wind, we, we, we understand from what Jesus is saying, like the wind, we can't see the Holy Spirit. We can't see where he comes from or where he's going. We don't really perceive him. We don't really understand him. He's quite hard to grasp. And sometimes the things that the Spirit does, the choices that he makes, can seem a bit arbitrary to us. A bit like, what? Why is he doing that? I remember that um, the first time that I went on, a, on safari, I don't know if anyone's been on safari, uh, certainly in Africa, one of the things that really struck me, I remember sitting in this open-top Land Rover and we'd kind of been you know, going through the bush, seeing all sorts of different animals, but then the, the sort of, the cherry on the top, the kind of pinnacle moment of the whole experience was coming out on the road into a clearing and finding a pride of lions just standing in the road. And we stopped quite suddenly, and I remember just thinking, this is the first time I'm seeing a lion in the wild. And, it, you know, it's just something completely different to seeing a lion in a zoo or caged, to see them in their territory. There was, there was just something profound about the way that this lion and the lionesses in this pride didn't seem to give two hoots that we were there. It was like they just couldn't care. They got up, they walked almost through us. Like they just walked right next to this Land Rover, right past us. And if, we, if they could have done, they would have walked right through us. They had that kind of attitude. Like, I don't care. This is my place. You were in my territory. Every other animal that we come across was kind of slightly alert and nervous about the fact that we were there. But these lions, they're just, they didn't care. 
They, they, they really weren't concerned about our preferences or the fact that we were there. And, and there's something about the Holy Spirit, not that he doesn't care, but there's something about the Spirit and the way that he works that he seems to move without too much concern for our preferences or for our comfort level. The, the Holy Spirit isn't particularly bothered by how comfortable I am. And that's something that's quite hard for us because we live in a culture of comfort where comfort is the number one value. Can I, I know that's a bit, are we okay with me saying that? But the comfort is, is a huge value for us. And, and yet when the Holy Spirit comes and he works, he often works mysteriously and he doesn't seem too concerned about whether we get uncomfortable or not. For me, um, I think one of the first times I remember experiencing this was I was about 12 years old, and I had gone with my parents and a friend to a church in London. We were living at that time out in the country in England, and we'd gone up to London. It was a big do, and I don't know why, but we, it seemed like a big treat. And we went to this church. Some of you have heard of HTB um, in London, and it's in a, quite a posh part of London, um, so we just felt out of place already, like a bit country bumpkinish, you know, like we just felt a little bit out of place. And I, I had heard from my parents, oh, this is a, you know, this is a church where you, all the really, people are expected to be well-dressed and probably really well-educated and, you know, all quite very clever and sophisticated people. And I think I had this idea in my head. It's probably not quite fair, but I had this idea in my head as a 12-year-old. And we walked in <clears throat> and began some worship and I remember distinctly, after a few songs of worship, there was a commotion that started happening in the crowd <clears throat> near the front of the, uh, the, the congregation, and it's slowly built, and the worship kind of died down, and there was a, just this laughing commotion that started happening through the congregation. And it, I just, I was just mortified. Like I was worried about my friend, uh, what they would think of us. And also, this is not what happens in church. Like I had grown up a good Anglican. We didn't do this sort of thing. And it, this just laughter just swept across the congregation um, to the point where everyone near me, in front of me, was just starting to roll on the floor, buckled over, laughing their heads off. I couldn't see what was funny. I really couldn't see what was funny. I just I remember standing there, I think my parents were as well. We were just sort of standing there going, I don't get the joke, you know? It was hard for us to understand. And since then, I've experienced the spirit affecting our bodies and our hearts and my, my own personally in many ways that I don't understand. And I can't immediately go, oh, yes. There it is in the Bible, you know, like that's, that's the clear example. Or it, 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 it goes, oh, I don't get that. I don't see that. And, and there is something about understanding the Spirit's nature is that we won't always understand what he's doing. But we can be sure that he is blessing us. And we do, you know, as the leaders of that time, I'm sure, prayed fervently for discernment. We need God's discernment to know 
whether this is the Spirit working, and we look to see the fruit that comes from people's experiences of the Holy Spirit. So I don't want to make out that this is, we're all about this, you know, the, the wild and the wonderful manifestation of the Spirit. We're, what we're about is what the Spirit is doing in us and the fruit that comes from that. But often the challenge for us, and it's still the case today, the challenge for us is we expect God to work like us. Now, Jesus just doesn't, doesn't just tell us who the Spirit is. He also tells us a bit about ourselves. Will you look at this passage again with me? He says, the flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. He's saying those of us who are in Jesus, who f- trust in Jesus, we, we are born of the spirit. I want us just to think about that for a moment. When you choose to follow Jesus, your birth into the Spirit isn't a conscious choice. It isn't something you go, I'm going to do this. It just happens, much like a newborn baby doesn't go, I'm, I'm going to get birth today. You know, It just happens. And it's something in many ways that birthing into the Spirit, being born in the Spirit is given to you. You receive it, but you don't, you don't come to Jesus and go, I'm going to be born in the Spirit. You just say yes to Jesus, and that's what happens in you. And it happens through faith, but it's conferred to you. It's bestowed on you. It's given to you. The Spirit isn't just the midwife as well. You know, sometimes, we, sometimes I hear people talking about, and I guess in other contexts it might work, but in this context... The Spirit isn't the one just kind of going, yes, great, there you go. He is the source of the Spirit in us. Spirit gives birth to Spirit. Jesus is using those words very deliberately. The Holy Spirit is the source of our new spiritual birth. And so what that means is, and this this is the part that's a bit uncomfortable, It means that there's something about the Holy Spirit that is true of you if you're in Jesus. Jesus, he I love this. He just he challenges us. He says these words. Let's read again in verse 8. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with you who are born in the Spirit. Everyone. What does that mean? We like the wind? What what? That's confusing, don't you think? I think it means a couple of things. I think it's about identity. And that's what I really want us to focus on this morning. There is something about our identity that is formed because it's the spirit that gives life to us. You have been given not only spiritual life, but in that life you're given identity. You know, we're look, talking about mother, Mother's Day today. I mean, think about the way in which our children draw identity in who they are from who has mothered them, who has parented them, who has given birth to them. And we draw our identity from the fact it's the Spirit who's given birth to us. Two things I want to just put to you. One is, now... Your identity is spiritually based 
not physically based. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't really matter who your parents were in terms of how well-to-do they were or how successful they were. It doesn't really matter what heritage you have compared to the fact that you are born of the Spirit. Your identity, the one that really matters, is the spiritual identity that you get from Him, the Holy Spirit. Now, some of us, that's like, hallelujah, thank goodness you don't know my history or where I've come from. And some of us, it's like, I really love my history and I don't want you to, no, like, it's important to me. And we can thank God for the good things that he's given us in our lives, but he always wants us to value our spiritual identity more than the one that we were given here in the physical The second thing I think this means is this phrase here, the wind blows wherever it pleases. A bit like the Spirit, we are free to not be too concerned, to not be defined by other people's preferences. And if if you're going to hear one thing this morning, this is what I want you to hear. So many of us live life and, and, and allow ourselves to be defined by whether other people are comfortable. And there is something, I'm just going to address one sense of that this morning. There is something good about that, but there's also something that God doesn't want us to take on that's in there. And that's what I feel like he wants to put his finger on this morning. Because if we are going to walk In the Spirit, it's critical that we get our identity from the Holy Spirit and that we are like Him in the way that He works. Let me just explore that a little bit more. You see, um, oh, did I bring it? Someone that I have been hugely blessed by over the years is a man that not many people know, a guy called David Pitches. David um, and, his, and his lovely wife began a, a renewal movement in the UK that I uh, was blessed by, even as a youngster, and called New Wine. And he, uh, he basically was, was the sort of grandfather, if you like, to Mike Pilavacci, spiritually. Many of you have heard of Mike Pilavacci. Um, and, uh, uh, well, let me just read this. So this is, this is in the foreword to his autobiography, and this is Mike Pilavacci writing. Um, he says, David has always been a brave leader. I cannot overestimate how vital this misunderstood leadership gift is. Leadership is about taking risks of faith and sometimes paying the emotional, mental, and social cost that goes with it. In all the time I've known him, he's never ceased to amaze me in the way that once convinced he has gone with whatever he sensed the Lord was telling him to do, even if it has not been greeted with universal approval. Recently I met Carol Wimber in California, and when I gave her David's greetings, her first words to me were, ah, what a brave man. This bravery came at a personal cost. Sometimes he would be misunderstood, occasionally ridiculed, but never tried to justify himself. He just got on with the job. Someone has said that choosing to be a leader is like choosing to be ugly. 
where so many of us in our longing to be popular and not cause offense shirk from tough decisions. David never did that. I will always admire him for it. The reason I read that is because I actually think that there is a leadership, a sort, in a sense, a sort of leadership that the Spirit <clears throat> invites us all into, whether you think yourself a leader or not. And that kind of leadership is about being more sensitive to the Spirit's concerns than it is being cons- than other people's concerns. Let me say this again. Um, The key thing is the Spirit doesn't have to work like me. If we're going to walk in the Spirit, and that's what we're going to look at over the next four weeks, how do we walk in the Spirit practically? But if we're going to walk in the Spirit, we need to know that our identity is rooted in who He is. Now, I want to just finish by looking at this walking because um, there's something else I felt the, the Spirit saying this morning, and that was, I was just asking him, give us a key, Lord. As we get into the, okay, so how do we do this? Um, if we look at Galatians 5.25, it's one of my favorite verses. It's, Paul simply says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. <clears throat> Other translations say, since we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. And the key, I believe he's wanting to share this morning about walking then by the Spirit is love. Now you may not, I didn't quite expect that when he said that to me. I really, I, I'm not saying that flippantly. I don't say, oh, the Spirit said this and the Spirit said that very often. I just, but I, honestly, I was asking the Lord, what do you want, what is it? And he, I distinctly felt him say, love. I was like, why? Why, Lord? What's that got to do with this? And he reminded me that he, the Holy Spirit, loves us. Now hang in there with me, because when someone says God loves you, you're like, yeah, great, I know. No, the Holy Spirit, that person of the Trinity, he loves you. He loves us. We often get that Jesus loves us. He died on that cross. We often get that the Father loves us. He loved the world so much he gave his son. But the Holy Spirit, who often can seem impersonal, a bit out there, I mean, he's not even English, let alone being human. Like, I don't get him a lot of the time, is what I'm saying. But he loves us deeply. The scriptures say that God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So let me give you this picture. If we're born of him, he's performed mouth to mouth on us. All right? It's the Holy Spirit who's gotten close and personal. He's the one that's come and breathed into our deepest essence. He's the one with whom our spirit unites. And we get that picture from marriage of two becoming one. 
We are his, we are made from him, we belong to him, he loves us. So it's best for us to understand this walking with the spirit in the context of love. And I want to just give you a little bit of a picture. (coughs) Excuse me. Bonnie, would you come and join me up here? Um, Now, one of the things that uh, Bonnie and I discovered fairly on in our relationship was that dancing would be a challenge for us. Um, because Bonnie knows what she's doing with dancing, and I had no clue. And I remember getting ready for her wedding day and thinking we better learn how to dance. Um, and so I, I did the learning. But I'm, tr- I'm going to try and give you a picture here, more from the, the person who's... I better get my notes, otherwise I'm going to go way off. Um, who is doing the learning to dance. Because this... Walking with the Spirit is like learning to dance with a partner. Um, first, you have to know who's leading, which wasn't always clear for us. <laughs> so when we started trying to learn to dance together, we had a number of conversations about, I'm the leader, which was nervous because Bonnie knew what she was doing and I didn't. But anyway, um, so can we, I'm going I'm to make everyone feel a little bit uncomfortable. We're going to do this. Right, so when we had to learn to dance. We had to get close to each other. Um, and you have, to, you have to know, will you hold my hands like that? You have to know the person you're leading the dance, you have to feel the embrace guiding you. So you've got to get close enough to be able to sense them moving, okay? You've got to, um, you've got to get close enough that you feel like you're working as one unit. You can't have two independent units, that doesn't work at all. So part of dancing is coming together and actually being one unit in the way that you move. Um, you, have to get, you have to watch their feet so that you know how to position yourself. I was, and you have to... Have you got a bit of music there, Keith? Let's try and try this way. There we go. Fly me to the moon. Okay. So you, can you turn it down a little bit? Thank you. So you have to listen to the music that they're dancing to. You've got to, you've got to sense the rhythm that they're following. And you even have to, at times, just be aware of the subtle little instructions that you need just to kind of do something a bit different. All right? Just a little squeeze of the hand. You've got, to, you've got to really get close and feel it. Fill Thank you. My heart with See, you were asleep, now you're awake. There you go. <laughs> Can I finish just by drawing some hopefully obvious parallels? We're talking about getting close to the Spirit, about honoring with Him. When we get close to Him, that means vulnerable honesty. It means being as intimate with him as you would with anyone else in your life. It, might, it, mean, it means sharing with him the passionate cries of your heart. When we, um, you know, for some of us, we've been taught not to value feelings too much. We've kind of been taught, well, you know, this is what needs to guide you. And if you're feeling something, okay, but don't value it too much. Part of learning to walk by the Spirit is actually learning to value the, the sense of his presence. And that can feel like a feeling. 
So you've got to be okay with that. And, and so if you're wanting to learn to keep in step with the Spirit, part of it is going, I felt something. It was very slight, but I want to lean into that and I want to value that and see if that's the Lord again. Watching his feet, I think, means watching where he's moving in other people and positioning ourselves so that we're there. You know, hearing the music that he is moving to, that could be like the Father's will, the Spirit follows. And we want to study the Scriptures, we want to understand what the Father is doing so that we can flow with the Holy Spirit. So many times in the Gospels it says, of Jesus' ministry, it says, and there was power there to heal. The power was flowing out of him. There is a sense in which Jesus moves where the Spirit is and allows the Spirit to work through him as an open channel. And that's what we want to be doing. And then the last thing, listening to those subtle instructions. Very rarely does the Holy Spirit say, go here, speak to that person. He just doesn't do that. I wish he did sometimes, but he doesn't. He just gives you a little nudge. And you go, oh, oh, I'm noticing that person and I think I need to say something to them. And, you know, learning to do that is about trusting yourself and trusting him with the situation. And that's where I think it comes back to this love thing. Because if we don't trust what the Spirit is doing is for us, that he loves us, even when it looks a bit weird or a bit scary, then we're going to miss what he's doing. Will you stand with me? I'd just love to, let's just take a moment, let the blood come back to our bodies. And um, I know it's a bit warm in here. And we're just going to invite his presence to come. <coughs> so can I invite you, whatever that looks like, whether you need to change the way that you're positioned to receive or whether you know actually I need to focus now because I've been thinking about what's happening this afternoon or for lunch or the kids and to just bring your attention to the Spirit. We can't see him, but we know that he is moving amongst us. He's hovering like he hovered over the waters at creation. So we turn our attention to you, Holy Spirit. What are you doing? Where are you going? We want to be in step with you. I just got a picture of oil running off hands being held out and I just got a sense that the Lord's wanting to anoint anoint for prayer actually this morning. And it's not just a dab. <laughs> it's a bucket load. It's pouring off. So if that's you, I, I don't know, maybe you just already sensed that some tingling in your hands, maybe a heat in your hands. I just felt like the Lord wanted to do that. So we ask Holy Spirit, come now, come. Just pour yourself out. Anoint for healing. Anoint for prayer. Let it come.
And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would, now you would pour out your love on us. Just like that oil, it would drip off. Pour out your love on us. Some of you know this is, um, this is something you need. So just receive it from the Lord. We're going we're gonna to invite you forward in a little bit just to bless what the Lord is doing. But just take this time just to receive it from the Lord. Lord, show us how much you love us. Just pour your spirit out. Pour your love into our hearts again and again. You've done it once. Come and do it again, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to invite you, if, you've, um, if you know that actually fear, especially of what other people think, and you, you might not think, oh yeah, that's fear. You, often fear hides until the moment in which it's challenged, and then it comes. And so we don't know that that's going on. But if you know, as I was talking about the way that the Spirit works and the way that he's actually not too concerned about our comfort level, if you know that actually being concerned about people being comfortable around you all the time is a real challenge for you, I want to just invite you into freedom in that this morning. We can have too much of a good thing. So let's just keep receiving from the Spirit. If, if you know that that's you, you'd like someone to pray for you, that you're, you would be affirmed in your identity as one who's free. Free in the way that the Spirit is free. I just welcome you. Come on up. Um, can I have Anna, would you come and just play a little bit? That would be wonderful. Come on up and come and get some prayer. And if you know... Um, Perhaps that picture of the oil over your hands, it was just speaking to you and the Lord's doing something there. Can I invite you to come up? We'd love to just bless what the Lord's doing. We want to just say more. I feel like he wants to actually release um, some of you into praying for others. And we do that. It's not like we only have a special group of people that pray for others here. We do that as a whole community. But I feel like this, for some of you, he's going to increase that anointing and release new things. So if that's something you feel like the Lord's doing, or you really want that, you're like, yeah, I love that. Come and get some prayer. We'd love to pray for you that that oil of the Spirit would pour into your hands this morning. Thank you. I think there's some more of us. Come on up, folks. And if you're part of a life group here, you're connected into Northridge, and you'd love to, can you come and pray for some of these folk coming up? That'd be wonderful. Need some ladies and a couple of guys, that would be great. Just gonna hang out here for a few more minutes. Let's just stay in this space, receiving from the Lord. Okay.
I just want to pray a blessing over us. Uh, the blessing of, of the Spirit's love over us this morning. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you sent your Spirit to us to be a comforter. Lord, you bring comfort, but you don't leave us comfortable. So Holy Spirit, we ask for your love, your comforting love to be poured out in us and bless us in Jesus' name with the love of the Holy Spirit that's poured into our hearts. We walk in a new freedom today, a new identity. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm. Well, guys, if you're praying, please do hang in there. But bless you. We're going to finish our service there. Please join us for some morning tea. Thanks, guys.